Praise the Lord. You know, we're working on a revelation on the fact that God is love. And, you know, when you look at the word God, He is love. He is love. So we could say that love is God. God is love. And you know what? Love loves you. And love loves me. And love conquers all. You know, over there in Romans chapter 8, and I want us to look there in verses 37 through 39... The Apostle Paul had dealt with some real serious issues. But Paul had a revelation of how much God loves him. He had this understanding that there was absolutely nothing that could stand in love's way. And so he dealt with some difficulties. He started out in verse 31 of Romans 8. He said, if love be for me, who can be against me? And then in verse 37, he says, now in all these things... All these things. He says, we are more than conquerors. Notice with me, through who? Through Him that loved us. Or through love that loved us. And then, because he had this revelation, he goes on to say, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, next verse, shall be able to separate us, hallelujah, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm here to announce to you today that love loves you, love's got your back, and there is nothing that you've done, nothing that you will ever do that will ever separate you from His great love. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know what? It's simple. All you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is receive it. I woke up this morning with this thought in mind. Oh, love loves me. I have no fear of my future. Why? Because God love loves me. Hallelujah. He sees the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the A to Z and he'll take care of me in between. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Now, in 1 John chapter 4, in verse 16 through 18, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Notice this. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Oh, hallelujah. You can't be any better loved when you're loved by love. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear in love. I'm telling you, when you get a revelation of how much love loves you, it'll dispel fear. It'll dismiss every trace of terror. You will be able to walk by faith and not by sight, knowing that the love of God is on your side. No fear in love. No fear when you got this revelation. But perfect love, what does it do? It just casts out all fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So notice with me that we are to perfect this love walk. That's twofold. 
We are to walk in love toward mankind. We are to walk in love toward our brothers and sisters. But I have discovered that once I get a revelation of how much love loves me, then it's easy for me to love my neighbor as myself. Oh, glory to God. Think about it. The love of God. Your Father cares for you. The Bible says, cast in all your care upon love because He cares for you. The word worry is an old Anglo-Saxon word which we get the word choke from. You see, the cares of this life, they enter in and they choke the Word of God from out of our hearts. And that's why He says, give me your care, son. Give me your care, daughter. I didn't design you to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, but I designed you to soar in faith. I designed you to be lifted up above all of your enemies. I have designed you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. See, God doesn't want us to live a life full of stress. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. This is a no-fear zone when you are developed in the love of God. And your faith then will begin to excel and to soar and to reach higher heights because your faith is working by this revelation of how much God loves me. Oh, glory to God. I said last week, if Satan cannot, he can't stop you. No fear here. This is a fear-free zone. This is a love-filled zone. He prayed that we might be filled with all the fullness of love. That we might have the richest measure of His divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with love Himself. Oh, friend, I pray that you get a revelation of how much He really, really loves you. When you understand how much He loves you, you can smile at your future. Though the enemy may come against the city of your soul and bring his lies and his strongholds and his accusations, when you're filled with this revelation, you'll just smile and you know that my Papa has everything in control. I'm in my Father's hand. Nothing's going to pluck me out of my Father's hand. Hey, my Father is for me. His love is working in me. And so I exhort you today, rely on His love. Rely on His care. Have confidence in it. Live in it. Relish in it. Say daily, my Father loves me. My Father cares for me. My Father provides for me. Is He not your great provider? Has He not made abundant provision for you? Does He not set a table right smack dab in the presence of your enemies? Can He not set a table for you in the wilderness? Absolutely He can. My Bible says in James 1.17 that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights He's the father of lights, he's the father of life, and he's the father of love. 
with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Oh, man. You see, he's good because he's love. And he's good all the time because he's love all the time. He don't change. He hasn't changed his mind concerning you. Nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. I want to shout it from the housetops. World, God's not mad at you. God's mad about you. All you got to do is come to the cross, receive your cleansing, and love will lift you out of the miry clay and raise you up together with Christ. Amen. Oh, love will provide. Love will provide for you. And you know what? Love will keep you safe. My Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High He's going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I will rely and I will confidently trust. I'll rely on His feathers. I will rely on His covering. I will rely on His protection. Because when you're in the secret place, you are the safest of the safe. And he says, because you have set your love upon love. Amen. No evil will befall you. Neither shall any harm come nigh your dwelling. Why? Because love's given his angels charge over you. Oh, that our eyes can be opened someday to see how many times love has spared us. Oh, just driving down the freeway, love has spared you time and time and time again. You almost got into a wrong relationship, but love checked you at the last moment. And love saved you. And love delivered you. Glory to God. I want Brenda to come and to tell you how the love protects your pastors. But you know what? God's no respecter of persons. And if he'll protect your pastors, he'll protect you. Because he's crazy about you. He loves you. His hand is upon you. And he's forever good. Hallelujah. Well, some of you may have seen on on the news what happened in Branson. Pastor and I had arrived there on Friday night after Winter Bible Seminar. And uh, we were staying in a condo with some pastor friends of ours. They have one right down there on the Branson Landing, if you've ever been to Branson. It was Tuesday night about 1 o'clock. We'd been sitting around visiting and turned on the TV and realized that... uh, There was a storm watch, and it went from a storm watch to a tornado warning, which is pretty serious. Having grown up in Oklahoma, I understood that, and our friends there from Oklahoma as well. But about 1 o'clock, Pastor and I decided to go ahead and go to bed because it's completely still. didn't look like anything was coming our way or anything was happening. About 1.15, I was still awake. Pastor was kind of dozing, and we hear this roar. And the windows kind of shake. And having grown up in Oklahoma, I've been fairly close to tornadoes, never been right in one, but knew right away. You hear people say, it sounds like a loud freight train. That's exactly what it sounded like. Pastor jumped up and he said, that sounds like a train. (laughs) I'm thinking, that's not any train. We're not near any tracks. We hear the wind start howling and blowing. And in the other room, our friends had jumped out of bed. And I hear him out there in the living room going, in the name of Jesus. Speaking to it. In the name of Jesus. You know, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is authority in the name. 
Jesus. So in a few minutes, I kind of dialed down. It was just raining real hard and all the power was out. So I get out my little flashlight they had for us. I go out in the living room. They're out on their deck. We began to look out over the river. It's right on the river, right across the river. We could see that there had been some severe damage to the houses just right across the river from us. By this time, you know, it's getting late in the night. And I'll just say, pastor's full of peace. He just decided just to stay in bed. What are you going to do now? It's already blown over, you know. But anyhow, our friend gets up. We hear him going downstairs, walking down three flights of stairs, banging the doors, keeping us awake. He comes back up and reports, the landing's been hit. The landing's been hit. Because that's right where we were, the Branson landing. He saw what he could with this little flashlight. And then early, then the next morning, it felt early to us because we've been up most of the night. We hear him out there. Mark, it was a tornado. Mark, it was a tornado. Got to get in the car and go survey the damage, you know. We got to check it out. But when we went downstairs, really, my heart just kind of went, whoa, <laughs> that was close. We walked downstairs. We were on the third flight. The door to our building, the glass had just been completely shattered. We went down to the garage, and our car was under the cover. Their car was under a cover, but there was one that was kind of sitting outside the cover. Obviously, the windows had just exploded because that's what happens from the pressure of these tornadoes. Tornadoes happen. You want a little weather lesson quick? Tornadoes happen because when it gets unseasonably warm, and it had been really warm in that part of the country for February. So it gets unseasonably warm, and then the cold air comes down from the north, and when the cold and the hot meet, you get a swirl, man. You get a twister. And that's what was happening in that part of the country all over the place. Many twisters had had touched down. And so we begin to look at the landing right outside our door. These kiosks were all set up. These buildings, you know, it's got stores down both sides of the walkway there. A kiosk was just all twisted up right outside our door. We begin to walk, look down the landing. Awnings off of buildings were everywhere. Glass, all the windows shattered, all sorts of stuff. We looked across the street. If you saw anything on the news, you probably saw the Hilton Hotel. All the windows blown out, damage all over that hotel. It's not even, it's not open yet. Won't be for a while. That was right across the street from us. That night, we had gone to one of the shows there in Branson as we began to survey the damage. We felt like we were with a news reporter. He wanted to see everything. But as we began to see the damage, the theater we were in the night before, one whole side of it was just torn off. The, the whole front of it was messed up. But thank God for the name that is above every name. Huh? Our friend was speaking the name of Jesus. And as we begin to look, there's two sets of condos and the condos next to us on the other end, they took a hit. So I know as he spoke the name of Jesus, that thing turned to the right or it would have been dead on right in the building where we were at. Thank God for his protection. And as it went up over... As it went past our building and up that hill, of course, when I saw those houses damaged, I started praying because James and Esther live right on the other side of that hill. And her father, her father had been awakened and he was praying and he was speaking in the name of Jesus. 
And they live in that same complex right outside their complex, these huge oak trees. It looks like somebody just pulled them up from the roots right outside their complex. These trees ripped up all sorts of damage, but it did not come nigh their dwelling either. Thank God for that name that is above every name. And you know, that name doesn't just belong to preachers. That name belongs to every single believer in my name. They that believe upon me can speak to storms. You can speak to the storms of your life. You can speak to sickness and disease in that name. Amen. Yeah. Praise the yeah. Lord. Well, I believe that girl could preach if we gave her an opportunity. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. But we, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. We will rely in these last days on His love. We will lean on. We will trust in. We will put our all over on love. And love will make a way where there is no way. Love will cover you. Love will protect you. And love will see to it that you get to your wealthy place. Love conquers all. Thank you, Lord. I was, I almost said riding home, but flying home the other day. And uh, I got some insight into my spirit on what this great love will do for us. We've already talked about a couple of them. How the love will provide for us. Love will keep us safe. But I'm telling you, love will forgive you. And not only will love forgive you, but love will forget about it. If you'll come to love, if you'll come to God with a humble heart and acknowledge and confess your sin, the Bible says that you will have mercy. And He is not a God who regards and holds our iniquities against us. But He is a God who blots out our transgressions from us and won't even remember them anymore. He said in the book of Psalms that as far as the east is from the west, so far will he remove your transgressions away from you. It is the love of God, it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Not only will the love of God forgive you, not only will His love forget it, but His love will enable you and give you strength to keep you from falling. How many have, fall, how many have ever fallen before? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we are growing spiritually. And as much as we despise sin and we hate sin, sometimes we yield to sin. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we fall. I'm not talking necessarily about going out and getting fallen down drunk or going out and committing adultery. However, that is sin. But I'm talking about sins of the tongue. 
I'm talking about sins of strife. I'm talking about sins of grudges. I'm talking about slipping up where we know better. You've fallen. I have fallen. But love will keep you and help you from falling again. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Jude verse 24. Jude verse 24. I want to give you some food for thought and some spiritual food that will stick to your innards here in these last few moments of this sermon. And then we're going to have communion and we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. Oh, we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. Now I want you to know this and I want you to get this strong in your spirit. Just because you have fallen again and again and again does not mean that you need to keep falling. Because God can strengthen you. God can give you power from on high and sustain you in a time of temptation. The Bible says, and I want you to read it with me, Jude 24, ready, read. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Read the first part of it again. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You don't have to fall. You don't have to fail. And if you have, get back up on your feet. And live your life free from condemnation. Live your life free from guilt. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who will purpose in their heart not to walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. If you will live a spirit-filled, spirit-controlled, walking in the spirit life, the Spirit of God will be there to strengthen you and give you strength to say no to temptation. I mean to things that you have fallen for again and again and again. If you will employ power from on high, He will enable you not just to say no to this and no to that, but to say yes to God. And my Bible says that if we will draw nigh to God, that He will draw near to us. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. If you're cleansed by the blood, you're my brother. If you're cleansed by the blood, you're my sister. And you know what? Religion wants to shame us about our past. Religion would like to point their bony little legalistic finger And say, you shouldn't have done that. Well, I tell you what. The man that did that died. For I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. I've been crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me. Hallelujah. You can't shame me. Because my past is gone. No one can shame you. Because you're now a new creation. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And love is looking over you. And love is watching over your life. And love will help you and keep you from falling. And so no more guilt. 
No more sense of inferiority. No more condemnation. Because love sent his son Jesus, who is the exact image of God, who is love. We could say that Jesus is the son of love. And the son of love shed his precious blood for us in love on Calvary's cross. Friends, he went to that cross, spirit, soul, and body to redeem you and I, spirit, soul, and body. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22. Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 22nd verse. Love loves you and removes all your guilt, removes all your shame and all of your condemnation. His mercy is greater than anything. I am looking at a congregation that if you will walk in this revelation of how much love loves you, you will make it. The enemy will see to it that it looks like you'll never make it. But our confession is, I'm going to make it because love loves me. Say that with me. I'm going to make it because love loves me. Oh, hallelujah. In Hebrews 10, verse 22, let's read this together. Ready, read. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, glory to God. How many of you ever heard of a, a preacher by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? Powerful man of God. Let me give you a couple quotes in what he said. Smith said, there is not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. He furthermore said, the Holy Spirit never brings condemnation. Now, he'll convict us. But he never brings condemnation. As I said last time, when there's a sense of conviction, there will always be the comfort of the Holy Spirit to comfort you and to help you go to the next level. Smith said, The Holy Spirit never brings condemnation. He always reveals the blood of Christ. And I love this. He is the lifting power of the church. He is the lifting power of the church. He is the lifting power of the church. There was an old song sung in many churches for many years and probably should be sung again and again. The name of the song is Love Lifted Me. For I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. I was sinking deep in disease, you could say. I was sinking deep in depression, far from the peaceful shore. I was sinking deep in lack, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained or troubled within sinking to rise no more. You ever felt that way? But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. And then the chorus goes like this. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. That's not love lipped in tea. 
That is, in fact, love. He'll lift you today. He will lift you today. And I looked at a few verses in between services that I don't really want to spend a lot of time preaching on. But I want to tell you today that the love of God will lift you out of any dunghill. And that the love of God will raise up the needy. And the love of God will raise up the downtrodden and the poor. Are you listening to me? This love lifts. It is the lifting power of the church. The Bible says that he will raise you up together. To be made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul prayed in Philippians 3 verse 10. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And he said, look, I haven't arrived, but I know one thing for sure, that the same power that lifted Jesus up from among the dead will lift me up among and from death-filled situations. Say it with me, love Love is lifting me. And the love of God on the inside of you and a revelation of this love will keep you safe from the strife of people's words. You see, it seems sometimes in this life that the enemy comes against us strong in so many different ways and in different seasons. But I am so thankful that stronger is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Listen to this, Psalm 1848, the Bible says, He lifts me up above those that would rise against me. Psalm 113.7 says, He raises the poor out of the dust. He lifts the needy out of an ash heap. I got a question for you this morning. Do you need a lift? You know, there's a lot of people down in Branson that have had facelifts. And I'm not coming against facelifts or anything like that. But you know, I don't think it's so much facelifts that we need in this day and this age. I think we need some love lifts. Are you listening to me? So God will lift you up today, whatever your circumstance is. And there is no better time to believe it and to receive it in an atmosphere where love is preached. I'm telling you, His power and His love is so strong in here this morning. There's nothing that He cannot and will not lift you up out of. I don't care whether it's depression or cancer or AIDS or on the brink of divorce or even suicide or even bankruptcy. The lifting power of the church is here today. He's here today. To lift and to love and to bless.